Lindsay Means is a human design expert and guide. She helps hairstylists feel better behind the chair. And today we're going to learn about her journey to getting there, as well as what is human design and how can it impact your life. Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong Show. My name is Robert Hughes and I'm your host. Today I'm here with Lindsay Means. How are you doing today, Lindsay? I'm doing amazing. I'm so excited for this conversation. Awesome. Uh, so why don't we like get a, before you tell us about uh, human design, because I think we should like get to know you. Uh, a little bit first. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey in, uh, you know, starting with like, how'd you get into the hair? Why? And what led you? Uh, what was your career path like? And which led you to uh, making this shift? Oh, yeah, I love telling this story. So I was homeschooled, and I graduated early when I was like 16. And I started working uh, pretty quickly. And my parents were trying to force me to go to college, but I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I remember talking to my friend Miles and I was like, I don't know what to do. What do you think I should do? And he said, I think you'd make a good hairstylist. And I was like, hmm, okay, cool. And that planted the seed. Then a couple of years later, I was a hair model for DJ Muldoon at a Paul Mitchell uh, salon in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where I lived. And I had no idea what he was talking about, but I was like, I want to learn this. Like this guy's awesome. This is so cool. I want to be in this world, in this environment. So I applied to a Paul Mitchell school out in Costa Mesa, California. And that's where I grew up. And I packed up my bags and I moved and I started cosmetology school in 2008, I believe. And I loved it. I took advantage of everything that I could in school. I was on the honors roll, the dean list. I won a bunch of contests. I was obsessed with with hair and it felt really good. And so after I graduated, I did commission for a year, built up my clientele. Uh, and then I said, I'm, I'm going on my own. And so I was independent from then on. Um, so I worked in LA on Melrose. I had a blast doing, doing what I loved, living the life. And then I, my life shifted when I turned 30. So this was to 2014 and I ended up breaking up with my ex in California. And I said, I'm moving back to Cal, I'm moving back to Oklahoma. So I moved there and I quit doing hair for two years. So I had got on a personal develop or no personal training journey. So I lost 50 pounds, got super into health and fitness and became a personal trainer. I pursued that for a couple of years. And then in 2016, I decided to move to Austin, Texas, where I currently live. And I just randomly thought, you know, I want to do hair again. And so I started, I found a salon that would let me work one day a week. I worked on Sundays. I was a server at a sushi place for the rest of the time. And slowly but surely, I built up my clientele. And probably a year, no, it wasn't even that long. A couple months after I decided I wanted to do hair, I really knew that I wanted to do a lot better with the business side because we don't really get taught business in cosmetology school. And the, the guy that I was dating, he was doing really well. He was making over a hundred K and I was like, I want to do that behind the chair, but I'm going to need help. So, uh, I invested in Thriver society with Brett Siva. And within a year I went from working one day a week to three days a week. I tripled my income. I was all my books were full of soulmate clients and I was living the life. Like it was amazing. I had everything that I wanted. I checked off all the boxes, 
but then I still didn't feel happy and I still didn't feel loved. And so this was around the time I started my personal development journey. And so fast forward to a couple of years, COVID happened and I had two months off and I was already wanting to become an educator to kind of teach what I had learned entrepreneurship wise. I got really obsessed with that. Um, So I was already kind of thinking about getting away from behind the chair. So when I had two months off, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) Like, I don't want to go back to behind the chair. Like I love being by myself. And during that time is when I was on an, uh, in an entrepreneur group and someone said, do you know what your human design is? And I love personality tests. I love learning about myself. And that's what I thought it was. So whenever I uh, got my chart, and I know we'll get into more of this later, but when I got my chart, it said, you're a manifesting generator. And I was like, ooh, that's cool. And I started applying what little knowledge that I Googled. And I quickly saw transformation. And so at that point, I became obsessed and read every book I could get my hands on, took a course, started running every single person's chart in my whole entire world so I could learn more and study people. Um, but yeah, that's a snippet of my my hair journey. All right. So you went to school, you uh, graduated school, you went to work at a salon, right? And um, real just curiosity, did you work in a salon while you were in school or did you wait to no. So you finished school and you apply, you were applying at multiple salons. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was definitely cocky. I was like, I'm going to get a, a job straight out of school. It's going to be amazing. I've got this whole, all this resume. So I was doing hair for, for fashion shows and photo shoots and events. And I had an amazing portfolio and for a month I applied to every single freaking salon that I could find. And it was like a week would go by nothing. A week would go by nothing. And they wanted to have, well, you don't have experience. You don't have experience. And I'm like, what the heck? Like I just paid a lot of money to go to Paul Mitchell. Like I totally had this, this ego that I would instantly get a job. And, um, I ended up finding the salon that I worked at. The name was called Wacko's and it was this teeny tiny salon in studio city, like right down the street from me. I don't even know how I found it. I think I just saw it and walked in and they were turning clients away. And so I got real lucky because I, w- I remember getting depressed after like week, I think I found them like week four, week five. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm running out of money. <laughs> what am I going to do? So yeah, that was, that was definitely, I don't think people talk about that enough. Um, that, that transition from school to working behind the chair, I was like, and I was dead set on not assisting. I was like, I don't want to assist for a year. I want to go straight into clients. That's what I've been working on in school. So yeah, that was, that was, uh, quite the experience. So that's, uh, and you graduated cosmetology school in like 2008, nine, Is mm-hmm. that right? 2009. Yeah. So you were, you were like, 10 years ahead of the game because they so many of uh, the students in school now they feel the same way you know they feel they very much feel like uh, they paid for the school they got their education like I've been on the clinic floor I have this portfolio uh, and they can't quite figure out why high the higher end salons you know that have either established brand or high price points they don't want to put them right on the floor 
and uh, it creates a lot of challenges for for them um, psychologically, emotionally, like it hits their confidence. And then some end up saying, well, I'm just going to go out and do my own thing. And then the failure rate of, of that is uh, really heartbreaking. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that we were able to touch on that. Uh, well, and on that note, do you have any uh, advice for anyone uh, that's in that position situation um, right now? That's a really good question. I would say keep following your heart because I was dead. Like I was dead set on, no, that's not going to happen. I don't want to assist. So the, the more people kept saying no to me, the more it was, it was kind of motivating me and yeah, it was scary, but I finally got what I wanted. And so I think that if that's something you really, really, really want, like take the action behind it. Um, and really get clear on also get clear on what you want, because that was a great salon that I worked at, but ultimately it wasn't my forever home. And so I really think that if you show how passionate you are and you're like, I know I'm straight out of school, but I know my stuff. Like I knew my stuff. And obviously like you make mistakes, like you, I'm sure like we all do even one of the last clients I ever did, I totally made a mistake. So that's inevitable. But um, yeah, I think just really keep following your heart and keep trusting that it will happen. All right. Um, okay. So let's go now. Let's now let's jump to uh, your your story and leading into human design. And one, first, now I think is a good time. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what is what is human design and like how did it impact your life? Ooh, love this question. So human design is a little weird. I'm going to say that straight off. <laughs> it's weird. I like to say it's like an alien language and I'm a really good translator. So it's all about energy and we are all energy. Everything in the universe is energy. And when you're behind the chair, when you're sitting with someone, you're transmitting and receiving energy to and from them. And so human design is a modality. It's not a belief system. It's a modality. And it combines ancient modalities of astrology, Kabbalah, I Ching, the chakra system, and quantum mechanics. What so, are, sorry, what are modalities? So it's a tool. A modality is okay. a tool. Okay. Yeah. All right. So these are ancient tools that that people use. So Kabbalah, I Ching is is more about personality, astrology, is the the stars and, and where they were positioned in the sky. And then I don't know how quantum mechanics comes into play with this, but somehow it does. Um, and so it, it's a little out there. It's a little weird, like I said, but um, it uses your birth information to create your energetic blueprint. So this is why I love it is because it celebrates diversity. There is no one on earth that has the same human design as you. And this is something that has really impacted me because I thought I was a weirdo my whole entire freaking life. And I felt like there was something wrong with me. I was hiding those parts that I thought were wrong or weird. And when I started learning about my human design, it said, yeah, girl, you're a freaking weirdo and this is who you are. And so it empowered me to embrace those parts of me that I thought were wrong or bad and look at them as superpowers. And so the reason that's why I'm so passionate about it, because I get to look at people all the time and say, there's nothing wrong with you. This is literally how you're designed and helping people feel validated and seen, heard and recognized for being them. So 
It's weird. You can Google human design chart and put in your birth details. If you don't know what time you were born, you can put 12 p.m. Um, and like I said, it's weird. There's a lot of weird terminology. It'll pull up this this little guy that has nine, nine shapes on it. Um, and at the end of the day, there's only three things that everyone needs to know about their design. Um, but as far as behind the chair goes, I had massive stress and anxiety my whole career. And when I learned about human design, I learned where I was transmitting and receiving energy from my clients. So I re- I'm an empath. I feel people's emotions. And when I'm by myself, I'm pretty chill, like neutral emotionally. And when I was with behind the chair, there would be probably half because half of the population have this attribute in human design. Half of my clients, it felt like they didn't like their hair or it felt like they're emotional about something. And I would create a story. I would say they hate their hair. They hate me. They're never coming back. And that created this anxiety where I was picking up on their emotions that probably had nothing to do with their hair. Um, so that was a big, a big aha moment behind the chair when I understood, Oh, I'm an empath and I feel their emotions, but that doesn't, like I can just feel them and I don't have to have anxiety around them anymore. Um, so that was a big, a big game changer for me behind the chair, but it, it really, it can help you in every area of your life. It's transformed my relationships. First, you understand yourself, then you can start understanding the people around you. Um, I didn't get, I quit doing hair before I got to this point, but one of my friends, she gets her clients, human designs in the consultation and she caters their experience to them, um, and their energy, which is super cool. But there's so many areas that, that you can utilize this, this tool in your life. That's very interesting. So to, just to kind of give, um, so I understand, uh, like my sign, for example, uh, well, I mean, I don't really, I'm not, I'm not a huge, uh, follower and reader of astrology, but, you know, I know quite a bit of people who are, and, you know, they can have the, and I, when I'm in a room with people and they're talking about their signs and, um, and they're having a whole conversation with like, kind of under getting to know each other by having this conversation. Um, and so I'm assuming it's kind of like that, but with kind of expanded beyond astrology. Is that kind yeah. of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. So, I, like, uh, to say, I like to say it's like every personality test in the world and then some. Like I, <laughs> most of the time, well, not most of the time, but sometimes when the astrology is like that keyword, that sometimes when I say that people are like checked out, like, nope, astrology, no thanks. Okay. Um, and I, because it is, it, it is a little bit more, maybe spiritual woo woo kind of like, it can be a little, um, it's interesting because every single person who has checked out to my ex, when I first started getting into this, he's like astrology, get out of here. I'm not listening to anything you have to say. And then I would tell him about himself and he would, he could not deny. He's like, how do you know that? I've read hundreds of charts and my, from the most logical people in the world, my sister, she's so logical and she is totally against anything that goes against science. And I share her design with her and she's like, "Hmm, okay. 
cool. Like she, like you can't deny, like, I'm just telling you about you, but I'm telling you through an energetic lens. So that's why I love it because even the most logical people in the world who are totally against certain modalities, uh, they can't deny. They're like, how do you know me? I'm like, I don't, I, I don't, I just know your energy and I know how to read it. And so that I like to explain that because sometimes people can check out um, and it's something new. It's weird. That's why I start off the conversation with it's weird. It's like an alien language, but um, ultimately it's just giving you validation for who you are. So speaking of modalities, I taught, I dated someone who wanted me to take the quiz for the five love languages and I was like, this, this is so stupid. I'm not doing that. And um, I did after that relationship, I did it with another, I th- I think the next time I did it was with now, my now wife. And, uh, and it was a tool that I didn't want to use because it was like, I don't need, I don't know. It was just like this um, psychological barrier for me to like, at least give it a chance. Like, you know, at least give it a chance and like check it out and see like what I get from it. And what I got from that is understanding just how different my wife and I experience love. And uh, so that was like such a powerful, powerful thing for, for us. Uh, And it helped kind of like where we start with our communication. And every time I think about like, you know, what am I going to get for her for our anniversary or Christmas or her birthday? I can think about that. I have this tool to help me understand like what is a good thing to like do something nice for her if I wanted to do something or if she's not happy or having a stressful day or something like that. So, um, so I totally understand like, you know, having people hear this something and it strikes kind of strikes a chord with them where they're like, Oh no, that's BS. Or I don't, (laughs) I'm not, it's not for me. Uh, Okay, so I would like to like really kind of open up on and dive into uh, human design and what your experience has been because you work with other other people uh, and other stylists, and I really want to get into get into that. But um, I think we should have like a whole a whole a whole episode for that. Um, so we've heard your story. We've heard like we've heard a little bit about like getting into it and what it what human design is and uh could you like to to wrap this one up maybe you could tell us how what how you use it for yourself day in and day out um and uh is are there any sort of uh you know it's information but does it come along with practices or advice or is that where you come in uh in that journey uh or of using it or helping someone with it uh and any sort of advice that you have for anybody that's dealing with something that human design could help them deal with to as like a kind of like a way to kind of wrap up and kind of sign off oh yeah love this so i use it every single day um because it's and we'll get into this more in the next one, but it really helps you operate your body. So um, I've totally forgot to say this earlier, but I'll end it with this. Your your body's the all intelligent vehicle. It breathes on its own. It heals itself. Your subconscious mind is creating your reality and your soul, your spirit, who you are, you're designed to just be the passenger and enjoy the ride. 
And due to conditioning and society and limited beliefs and how we grew up, we're sitting in the passenger seat trying to take over the wheel. And so that's why we feel this discord within our body. And so human design says, here is the operation manual on how to operate your body and let it do its freaking thing. And so every day, the this will kind of tie into the next question of what are the most important things? Your type, which is your energetic aura, your strategy, which is how you put your body into cruise control, and then your authority, which is your decision-making mechanism. Those are the only three things that everyone on earth needs to know. And when you apply that knowledge, then you start letting the body do its thing. And we can talk about that in the next episode, but... As far as learning about human design, (laughs) it's a very in-depth modality. I've been actively studying it for over two years now and almost three, and I'm still learning something new every day. So what I tell people, the easiest way to to start learning about it is to start learning about yourself. So feel, feel free to DM me on Instagram and send me a copy of your chart. I'm sure you'll have it in the show notes to get their chart. And then I'll give you some insight because that's the easiest way. And then I can point you on, uh, point you to different resources or different offerings that I have to dive deeper. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much for sharing sharing all this with us. I think this is a, a really great start and great uh, great like uh, introduction to you and uh, what is human design. And uh, I have I feel like I got a little bit of an idea of of, of what it is. And um, you know, I think that if anybody is interested is dealing, I, okay, I got this. One last question: Is there anything specifically that someone may be dealing with that? would be I and I hear you hear that I understand that it's just for everybody but is there anybody that might be like a burning like hey like this is happening in your life you should definitely check this out right now because you know can you speak to anybody anybody specific well this might not be that specific but if you're feeling stressed overwhelmed and burnt out this tool can really help you because you there's so much energy that's happening behind the chair and we get depleted. I remember coming home, just being like, Oh, exhausted, not being able to do anything. And so when you understand how to protect and harness your energy, then you can prevent that from happening or at least ease it a bit. Mm, That's so good. Okay. So in the next episode, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about more about dig deeper into human design and like I really want to know like how do you work with people what type of things that you're discovering if there's any similarities that uh that people that you're noticing that stuff that you work with and as far as like being stressed out or burnout I feel like that's basically like the theme of the post-covid world and Mm -hmm. it does seem like it's a perfect time to learn a new tool to help you deal with that uh because I do think everybody's navigating boundaries and stress and uh, expectations. So I think this timing is perfect. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I look forward to having you on again to dive deeper. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care.